We'd like to thank our podcast sponsors for supporting our programs. Here's a quick message. Keycentrics is a premier provider of business-enhancing technology for independent pharmacies. Their powerful solutions help specialty, retail, mail order, and direct-to-consumer pharmacies thrive. Use Newleaf Pharmacy Management Software with the SendKey communication platform and FlexTrack's point-of-sale system to run better, smarter, and faster while maintaining the highest quality patient and prescriber care. Gain faster prior authorizations, greater patient adherence, improved prescription accuracy, and better utilization of staff. All with a 24-7 help desk and Keycentrics University, an online training system that can be accessed from any device, anytime. Learn how Keycentrics can help your pharmacy by visiting Keycentrics.com. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Podcast Network's coverage of Access to Pharmacy, the AXS 2023. This is exciting to be part of the Assembia's communications team and press coverage. It was a, a wonderful time. Thank you so much for your help. My producer, Brady Yuri. we had a great time. Brady, what was your favorite part of this event? Hey, Todd, it was great being a part of the Assembia post show. I think my favorite part was definitely the dance competitions we were having. I was seeing some great moves out there. Shout out to Cerulic with the spin. It was definitely my favorite dance move. We didn't get any bottle service, but you know what? We can get that next year, hopefully, if they get the whole cabana thing figured out. But I think it was a great show. We had some interviews with some great leaders and innovators in pharmacy. Fran Gregory, Vice President of Emerging Therapies at Cardinal Health, shares her views. And thank you, listeners, for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network's coverage of Assembia 2023. We'll see you next year. Access 2024. Cardinal Health has been part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network for, I think, what's about two or three years now. I'm so proud of the partnership and the information that you brought through the CounterTalk podcast. But today we're talking specialty pharmacy and cell and gene therapies with Dr. Fran Gregory. Fran, I am so excited that you're here. Great to be here. Thank you for the invite. Well, thanks to Cardinal Health and the team to put this interview together. I know how busy this conference gets. This is my favorite business conference that's focused on specialty Mm -hmm. pharmacy because of the innovators that are here, the technology talk that's here. And Cardinal has a special position because this is the second conference that we've had you involved in with our post show. And I do want to jump into gene and um, cell and gene therapies and biosimilars. From your perspective, um, Fran, what's the most exciting part of being a pharmacist inside the field of gene therapies and biosimilars? There are many things that are exciting about the area that I'm in right now, which is uh, focused on not only biosimilars, which are kind of the more cost-effective medications that are highly similar to biologic reference products. And then the cell and gene is kind of a new emerging space and a lot of very uh, high-tech kind of pharmaceutical studies and um, research going into these cell and gene products. So kind of two different areas that I think are extremely complementary of each other because, I, you know, 
my background being in specialty pharmacies, I've seen drugs coming to market at price tags that you almost feel are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, something comes out, you know, five times the price of the one that you thought was unbelievable a year ago. So I think that, um, you know, in order to make sure that we have a sustainable healthcare economy, something has to go, right? So if you think about selling gene therapies coming out at, you know, anywhere from 300,000 to three and a half million dollars for one dose, um, there's gotta be some, some cost savings somewhere, right? So that's where the biosimilar piece is critically important. Looking at biologics as high cost products to start with, biosimilars really reduce those prices. They reduce that spend and they create kind of what I consider financial space for cell and gene therapies and whatever the next cool thing is to exist in healthcare. So it's a really nice complementary environment where we have to see some cost savings on the biosimilar side to see some of these new therapies come to market and thrive. So in your career as a pharmacist, what launched the interest to get into biosimilars specifically? What brought you to that to that space within a, within the huge ecosystem that, that is pharmacy? Yeah, so I've been in specialty pharmacy my whole career. I don't want to say how many years that is, <laughs> um, but my whole career, I really uh, started some of the first specialty pharmacies in the U.S. Seeing those high-cost products and the results or the outcomes that they brought for patients was just extremely rewarding as a pharmacist and someone who wants to see patients do well. You know, you want them to do well on the medications that we work so hard to bring to market and research and um, provide for patients. So being that I've always been in this kind of high cost drug space um, has been just where I, where I feel like I fit, where I know the space. I know these products are really, really great for patients and life-saving medications for patients that have diseases that may have otherwise never been treated. When I went into, um, you know, after being in specialty pharmacy for a long time, I went into a specific role launching a cell therapy. So this medication was extremely expensive for a very uh, niche population of patients. That was a very rewarding experience in itself. This was a life-saving product for children with cancer. So it was just amazing to see this product save lives of children who otherwise would not have survived. During that process, though, you know, thinking about what, uh, what does the healthcare system need to do to make sure more of these products can come to market is really how I got interested in the biosimilar part of things. So biologics are extremely important medications and very important for patients to be able to access. However, there was this new emerging market called biosimilars where you know, you're not supposed to say it's like a generic of a biologic, but that's kind mm -hmm. of what a biosimilar is. It's a biologic product that is highly similar to a reference product that has just a higher price tag. So um, biosimilars were extremely interesting to me because with, you know, a little bit of a financial background as well, I really just wanted to help the U.S. healthcare system <laughs> remain a sustainable entity in somewhere that patients and pharmacists and providers can thrive. So again, kind of seeing that need for these lower cost, but still extremely effective medications to be brought to market and to thrive in this market and to provide better and more affordable access to patients. Our physician specialists that focus on specific conditions and specific disease states that hand treatment off to pharmacists that are keen 
very specific to those treatments. That's so special. And when our government pays attention to the needs to drill down into the HCPs that are really honing in on specific conditions. I was so excited to see that the White House just reported an increase in uh, R&D investment into biosimilars and gene therapy. So how can pharmacists be sure that they're, um, they're part of that roadmap? They're, they're the future of research and development. I think of uh, clinical trials. I think of um, suggested changes to therapies, titrations to therapies, to be able to tweak therapy um, to a much more personal level for the patient. So when I think of that in the future research for development in biosimilars, how, how do you see pharmacists um, staying a part of the roadmap of, of the future of biosimilars? Um, my biased opinion is that pharmacists are paving the roadmap to, um, to the success of these products and the future of pharmaceuticals. So um, being a pharmacist, really, you have a strong regulatory background and you also have a strong clinical background. So it's really a nice blend of understanding what we can do from, you know, a policy and regulatory perspective. We are an important voice in what decisions are made on the Hill and in the White House. We are the experts on drugs. We know drugs better than any other healthcare provider. That's our job. So the challenge in the U.S. healthcare system is high-cost drugs, right? So who better to help steer policy and steer um, spending decisions than pharmacists, those, those who know um, that space the best. And I, too, was excited to see the investment. Um, there's, a lot of in, there's a lot of action going on, you mm -hmm. know, on the Hill these days and in legislature around biosimilars and cell and gene. I find it really interesting when you look at the Inflation Reduction Act and the um, executive order that kind of was issued along with that, the lower, lowering prescription drug costs for Americans. There are three demonstration models coming from the Center of Medicare and Medicaid Innovation, or CMMI, and there are three additional areas for research. Out of those six areas where CMMI is really kind of digging in, um, three of those have to do with cell and gene or biosimilars. So half of what we're looking at as the government and as policymakers are surrounded with biosimilars and cell and gene. So clearly there's a huge focus on exactly what I'm focused on, right, is making sure that biosimilars thrive and create this financial savings and this financial space for further innovation in cell and gene. So I, I do think it's exciting. And then you mentioned, um, you know, the White House Office of Science and Technology and the recent, recent investment that they're making is a little bit different from um, what the Inflation Reduction Act is doing and that they're really looking for improvements in efficiency, bringing these products to market faster, but also in a more cost-effective way. So making sure that we're not... Um, you know, developing these unique processes and procedures as one manufacturer or one system that is high cost and maybe slow or less efficient and really looking at the whole system of manufacturing and engineering high-tech products like cell and gene products and making sure that that is done in a more sustainable way. That's a long-term solution for, for uh, healthcare overall. I've been in pharmacy since 2004, and Cardinal Health has been such an important partner to our privately owned long-term care pharmacies, which is where I started 
um, privately owned community pharmacies, specialty pharmacies, research, um, equipment, uh, technology. So I'm so thrilled that you got to be part of the Assemblia 2023 post show. Um, Dr. Fran Gregory, thank you for being here. Thanks so much. Great talking to you. Hey, this is Ulrich Dvorsky, co-founder and CEO of TaylorMed, and you are listening to the Assembia 2023 Post Show. Hey, for the last couple of years here at Assembia, we've always had an opportunity to match up and talk with Dr. First. Usually it's Heidi that gets to represent Dr. First, but she's not here today. A shout out to Heidi. Big shout out. Big shout out. But Andrew Burns is here, Chief Growth Officer of Dr. First. It's special to have you here, Andrew. Um, Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Todd. It's exciting to be here, and uh, Heidi sends her regards. Well, um, I have been impressed with how diligent and patient-focused that Dr. First Um, has been since you've been partnered with the Pharmacy Podcast Network for about three years now. I've learned a lot from Heidi and the team. What about specialty pharmacy? Let's talk how Dr. First is kind of uh, is digging deeper into specialty pharmacy to help out pharmacists and pharmacies to interact with healthcare systems, as well as uh, accessing the data that you need for better for better treatment. Yeah, the um Main reason we're here today is really at SMB is to talk about specialty pharmacy and how Dr. First fits in that, that ecosystem. And, and uh, we really are excited about where what Dr. First has built in terms of our core business. It's all around helping providers, thus the name Dr. First, actually uh, allow for better care for their patients through really intelligent medication management. And that is where it, the point of care we're helping surface and allow the providers to be properly informed so they can make the right uh, prescribing decision and allow them to have more efficient delivery of care. And what we're really here today to talk about is how we can support that in terms of providing more intelligent uh, uh, delivery of information that can support the specialty pharmacies as they require a little more hands-on in terms of the limited pharmacy distribution networks, the prior authorizations, and the routing of those prescriptions. And that's core to Dr. First where we're also really uh, accelerating our growth is what we're doing with our Timely uh, brand, which is really an extension of the physicians and uh, allowing them to support their decision, engaging the patient at a point, what we call the point of inception, and allowing the patients to be uh, informed so that they can be more adherent immediately at this uh, point of inception. And for the specialty pharmacy, that's very important because a lot of patients don't know what specialty pharmacy is. Right. So we're able to engage patients right away through our electronic medication solution and uh, talking to the patients where we can connect them directly to specialty pharmacies or we can actually provide them with the support resources or clinical uh, connections that will allow them to get on therapy sooner. So you're really helping all sides of, of the players in specialty pharmacy treatment. We have obviously the physician that kicks off the treatment, handed off to the pharmacies, um, impacting the patient's experience. Can you kind of go through a little bit of that? Uh, how about how that data flows? Yeah, let's. Um, I'll give you just high level what the reach is, and that's what's exciting about Doctor First is we have the scale. Uh, we're touching on an annual basis about 500 million prescriptions. What Jeez. we touch, and when we talk to a number of unique patients, we're touching during the year. It's about 50 million unique patients. And that's about 100 percent growth over last year. So the scale of what we're doing is really important here, and as, uh, as you can imagine with specialty pharmacy. What we see is in workflow of physicians writing a prescription, 
they select from the limited distribution network what pharmacy that prescription would be, so for Mary and that specialty medication. And it's routed to the pharmacy when, after the physician has done a real-time benefit check through our system, after we've helped support the prior authorization. And it's at that stage where we can help Mary actually be informed on what specialty pharmacy it's been sent to, allow her to be connected directly to the specialty pharmacy, whether it's for uh, financial assistance or support or just education. And that's really paramount to what we do with Timely is we're engaging these patients where we're getting 70% of the patients are clicking into our SMS and connecting to the support services that really allow a patient to get on therapy sooner and then uh, stay on therapy as well. So the call out to specialty pharmacies is to engage Dr. First to do what? What would you say to fill in that blank in that yeah. sentence? Well, Dr. First is really the, the platform that's gonna get them a higher reach in patients. Okay. Uh, we know that that's where patients drop off is in that p period between the, the actual prescription being written and the actual prescription being filled, we'll connect them immediately in a seamless way. So what percentage of prescriptions in the specialty space aren't being filled because of lack of connection? Yeah, we, we actually look at, uh, when you look at the whole landscape of, of prescriptions not being f filled, on the first fill you have an abandonment rate of one out of every four prescriptions. Uh, that's even higher when it comes to specialty pharmacy. Uh, because of the primarily because of cost, but also because of education. What we know, what's even more important is that by the time of the second fill, half the prescriptions are not adhered to properly, not just filled, but not following the physician's uh, instructions and, and, and the prescription itself. That's what we address, and that's what we've been able to measure in terms of seeing that we get patients to fill that first prescription, build the trusted relationship with them, and do so in a way that's personalized. And then on an ongoing basis, we can help those patients stay on therapy through messaging that will connect them to the third party like a hub. Andrew, what is it about Assembia that draws the investment of your time and of Dr. First setting up um, a present here? What is it about Assembia that, that you get excited about? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think as a whole, uh, we know with specialty right now, uh, it's, it's certainly front and center when we talk in the pharmacy side with the, the pipeline that's out there. But what we're seeing here today and, and these last few days is really, uh, I, I see a great mix in terms of the, the doers in, the, in this industry. Okay. Um, and I think that's what's really exciting. It's not new technology that hasn't been proven. These are, uh, we have a solution that's proven. We have uh, partners that we're talking to that are looking to uh, uh, connect with us. And then we obviously look at the, the specialty pharmacies and, and the pharma manufacturers themselves to really see where their pain points are and try to address and, and personalize the solution for their patients. Andrew, we so much appreciate what Dr. First has done in the partnership with our publication and network. You've educated pharmacists through our podcast, and we so much appreciate that. But thanks for being part of the Post Show, too. Hey, this has been awesome. Uh, thanks a lot, Todd. It's uh, great to be here. I have to. I wish people could see it. Uh, you're basically in a cabana right by the pool, so <laughs> can't complain about that location. Either. It's fun times. <laughs> here we go. Last year, nearly 40% of Americans delayed or skipped medical care due to costs. TaylorMed offers a comprehensive solution. The nation's largest network of patients, providers, pharmacies, life science companies, and other partners dedicated to improving healthcare affordability. 
anywhere a prescription is written or dispensed. TaylorMed's innovative product suite empowers network constituents to improve patient experience and outcomes while boosting their own financial health. Its best-in-class platform proactively identifies patients in need and automates enrollment in cost-saving resources, spanning more than 60,000 assistance programs and over 1,000 chronic conditions. By matching patients with the right resources at the right time, TaylorMed enables pharmacies and providers to reduce prescription abandonment, boost adherence, and increase revenue. To learn more, head to www.taylormed.co.